How could I change Japan? How could I change the world? Producing entrepreneurs globally, producing global leaders. I started to study at Harvard Business Executive Education. Afterwards, I moved to Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley produced people from zero to one. Mm -hmm. So I started to become an accelerator. Mm -hmm. I'm now a mentor of over 20 acceleration programs around the world. I'm helping startups to be more global. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About Tech. It's my great pleasure to introduce you to my dear friend, Crazy John, John Kojiro Morivaka from Japan, who stopped by on his way back from the World Economic Forum 2024 in Davos. Welcome, John. Great to have you. Thank you so much, Bath Hort. Guten Tag, everyone. Thank you for having me here. I'm so excited to be here. It's very good to have you and thanks for making the effort for stopping by here in yeah. Vienna. Um, John, I would assume that World Economic Forum was vibrant this year as always. What was your experience? Was it your first time? Yes, it was my first time. I was honored to be invited by our venture capital called CVVC based in Crypt Valley in Zug in Switzerland. So I was appointed to be their advisor. We had a five days event for like, especially Web3 focused events. Very nice. And uh, international people, international crowd, very inspiring. What is the biggest takeaway for you for the Web3 space? So we have our African investors, African startups, like startups from Dubai, startups from like Asia, like also around the world, US, UK, Europe, of course. So we could meet so many different kinds of Web3 startups and Web3 investors. Okay. Just jump a little bit back in time and make a time travel. Sure. So when, when John grew up, right, how did, uh, how did your life start? You um, grew up near Fukuoka City, then went to university in Australia, then had a change of mind and you wanted to go to Harvard. Yeah. And then you started to change the mindset in Japan and become an evangelist for the global mindset. How did that come about? Explain us a little bit who is John and why is John the crazy John? Yeah, so I couldn't enter any universities in Japan. So I was kind of kicked out and ascended to Australia to study. So I couldn't speak English at all. And however, I make friends with people very easily, like how we met, right, in mm -hmm. Zook. So I, English I picked up uh, very quickly. That I entered the best university in Australia called Sydney University. However, before three months graduation, I entered hip-hop world. Mm -hmm. So I was managing hip-hop record label in Tokyo, and then I started to work on my family business, medical device company. And then how could I change Japan? How could I change the world? So producing entrepreneurs globally, producing global leaders globally. So I started to study at Harvard Business School, executive education. Mm -hmm. Afterwards, I moved to Silicon Valley mm -hmm. because Silicon Valley produced like people from zero to one. Mm -hmm. And uh, Harvard produced like 100 to, to like 1,000. Mm -hmm. So like leaders and entrepreneurs mm -hmm. are different. Mm -hmm. So I start to become an accelerator. Mm -hmm. I'm now a mentor of over 20 acceleration programs around the world. Mm -hmm. So I'm helping startups uh, to be more global. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, why did you decide to bring all those international programs to Japan right, and introduce those other than just inventing your own program? Actually, I didn't bring them. They already came to Japan by themselves or somebody brought them. I became their mentor. Okay. And I also established a few acceleration programs in Japan. 
Okay. Yeah. And uh, what, what do you think is the biggest uh, difficulty for an international company or an investor coming to Japan? They want to enter the market, just as Venunair is doing it at the moment, right? What are the biggest pitfalls? What are the biggest challenges? And how can you help them to overcome those? So there's a culture gap, people say. However, culture, you understand, you can understand if you can speak that their language. So speaking uh, Japanese language to Japanese customers or Japanese partners, it's, it would be much, much easier. Mm -hmm. Especially many startups want to raise money from Japanese uh, investors. However, Japanese investors, most of them don't speak English. Mm -hmm. And uh, also startups from overseas don't speak Japanese. So that's why both sides need me to <laughs> translate that mm -hmm. they're, they're both culture and language. So I can actually enjoy uh, doing so. However, both, both parties need to be able to speak their language. Okay. Yeah. So, you, so you make them communicate in the yeah. right way. Yeah. You make them understand each other. Yeah. And you help them to basically move together and achieve goals. Yes. But has haven't been like a successful for um, doing a global open innovation projects because mm -hmm. both parties don't really try too hard. Mm -hmm. They just give up after three times meetings. Mm -hmm. Like a foreign startups uh, even never prepare Japanese pitch decks. Mm -hmm. I tell them, hey, let's make the Japanese pitch decks. But they don't think this is necessary because mm -hmm. they only have an English pitch deck. Yes. And the Japanese investors, when they see them only English pitch deck, of course, they don't really appreciate and they don't get it. Right. Yeah. Because it's also, it's, it's also difficult, right, to, to understand this uh, very technical language. Yes. Most of the times. And on the other hand, you support a lot of those Japanese high-end talents, right, that want to conquer the world. Yeah. And you help them to pitch internationally. Yes. You help them to enter into markets. Yeah. You've built your network. What are you doing for the Japanese that want to go global? Yeah. So, for example, one of the great food tech companies uh, from Nagoya University, I helped them for pitch uh, training for three months. And mm -hmm. They won the competition at the VivaTech in France. Mm -hmm. Another friend of mine, a uh, medical uh, AI company from Japan, when they are going to uh, Dubai for healthcare event, I trained them for like only a couple of days mm -hmm. and they won the Microsoft Award. Wow. So... Because I'm advisor of uh, many, uh, okay, one more thing. I'm advisor of a few different venture capitals around the world and also mentor of over 20 accelerators. Now I kind of see what things judges are looking for. Mm -hmm. So I'm very good at, become very, very good at uh, training start Japanese startups how to pitch to investors globally. Mm -hmm. And uh, what do you think is the biggest difference in pitching to a Japanese investor to, let's say, a British investor? Mm. Is there a different approach or a different kind of way you tell the story? All about, the, I think, uh, traction. You yeah. know, startups need to have a good traction, like mm. their homework. Mm. Uh, they have been able to talk to their own users and the mm -hmm. customers mm -hmm. and increase the numbers. Mm -hmm. Not only revenues, but all, also the traction. Like, you mm -hmm. know, many users, uh, the voices, mm -hmm. they should correct. And the CEOs should be able to explain why the number is going up, mm -hmm. why they don't have many customers or not. Mm -hmm. So my pitch, uh, my advice to them is do the homework. Mm -hmm. Go to talk to, not only go to, to, before talking to investors, go to talk to the on the road and talk to customers mm -hmm. and grab their heart, mm -hmm. you know, 
if the customers not impressed by the CEOs, CEOs should be able to be a number one salesman. Yes, of course. Founder sales is super important, right? And if you cannot convince your first uh, customers, you cannot convince any investors. And I would assume also in Japan, in Japan, everybody looks about the KPIs, right? They compare. The competition is super tough. Yeah. And internationally, it's even tougher. Yeah. yeah? So yeah, very interesting. So what's, what's your advice to, to Japanese startups to pitch in global competitions? I tell them to speak loudly mm-hmm. and with their body language. Because Japanese people tend to be very shy mm-hmm. and uh, not on, only look for one particular the direction. But I tell them to speak like many different angles mm-hmm. and uh, also looking at the audience. Mm-hmm. I tell them you are a superstar. Mm-hmm. You know, think you are already unicorn founder or mm-hmm. you are a rapper or you are a singer mm-hmm. you know, even you are president. So mm-hmm. Everybody loves you. Everybody waiting for you to be like loud and like, go crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because yeah. they are, tend to be very, very shy. And become the next global <laughs> champion out of Japan. I mean, there's so many big Japanese brands, right? We are using every day, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I just this morning played with my kids on the Nintendo. Okay. Yeah? So uh, there, there's a lot of things from Japan that uh, that made international champions. Yeah. A little bit like Austria. We also do have a couple of those global champions. That's just good. here, nobody knows that these companies are from Austria. Yeah. We call them hidden champions. Right. Now, what I wanted to ask you is, you have been building this bridge for Japanese startups to go global, to bring global investors and startups to Japan. But you've also done this work with corporates. Mm-hmm. So you have, you've worked 10 years with corporates and corporate startup engagements. Yes. And you taught corporates how to work with startups. Yes. Is that difficult for a corporate to work with startups? Yeah. So now uh, corporates, so I started my company about... 10 years ago, and I uh, started to train uh, large corporations like Fuji Xerox, Deloitte, Hitachi, and uh, those big uh, com- corporates, because those, at that time, they are not ready. They were not ready to collaborate with the startups. Mm-hmm. But now, those la- large corporations are ready because they need uh, innovation by collaborating with startups. So 10 years ago, it was very difficult for me to convince mm-hmm. them. So I made, I did many workshops mm-hmm. and I was asking them to be actually pretend they are entrepreneurs. So experience like a, how startup feels. Mm-hmm. So I was training them how to pitch to investors. Okay. Yeah. So once you are acting the role, even the practice, they start to understand it, how they feel it. Okay. So you use some sort of a role play to yes. make them feel uncomfortable, just mm-hmm. like the startup would mm-hmm. when they would talk with the corporate. Yes. That's a very interesting approach. Yeah. Okay. So we did uh, many pitch events for the corporation people. Yeah. Okay. And now you're involved also, just like us, um, Venunia Capital, we're super proud ambassadors of Sushi Tech in Tokyo, yes. which is taking place this year again. Yeah. Um, I've heard you are also an ambassador. You're yes. an advocate. You bring hundreds of people every yes. year. Yeah. Um, Tell us a little bit about Sushi Tech in, in Tokyo and why Tokyo Municipality is striving so hard to make Tokyo globally number one again. Yeah. So my company, Silicon Valley Ventures, is an advisor for CVCs, venture capitals, large corporations and startups. We are proud to be the ambassador. Also, I'm a director of Startup Grind Tokyo, Nagoya, Fukuoka chapter. So studio chapters, we became the ambassadors. And SushiTech itself aiming to get over 500,000 people coming to Tokyo on 25th to 26th of May. So people watching this, 
please come to Tokyo. <laughs> and uh, we enjoy, we're going to enjoy the global networking event. So Sushi Tech is all about building a global startup ecosystems. So people are all crazy entrepreneurs, investors, accelerators, and academia, researchers, everyone is welcome. Mm. It's, it's going to be like a Davos for startups, I think. Yeah, I was there last year, right? Because we have a collaboration with World Venture Forum yeah. together with, uh, it used to be Sushi Tech Tokyo. Yeah. Uh, used to be the City Tech Tokyo yes. conference, right? Yes. Now it's Sushi Tech Tokyo. Yeah. And for us, it was it was amazing to be there. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. was, I think, 10,000 attendees, yeah. Yeah. very internationally, yeah. very welcoming. Yeah. Um, I thought it's going to be much more difficult, right? Mm -hmm. Because new language, very big city. Yeah. Um, but everything was so well organized and so welcoming. We had a really I good time and we really made some so friends. 20,000. Even 20,000? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's gigantic. But in a, yeah. in, 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 a, in a city of the size of Tokyo, yeah. right? If it's 10 or 20,000, you don't really feel it's yeah. just everything is just so big on scale mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um it's fantastic if you have never been to tokyo i highly recommend um to look into our bio um and uh yeah you'll find a link we'll get we'll hook you up with a discount code as uh, we are ambassadors of sushi tech and we'd hope to see you there join us to the conference you'll meet crazy john you'll meet myself i'm very much looking forward to see you soon on your side of the planet. Yes. It was great having you. Thank you so much, Bas Thank Hors. you. I really enjoyed talking to you. And I uh, hope everyone, we can provide the innovation together for healthier life and a crazy life. Thank you. Stay healthy. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.